Yeah. Again, I have watched nothing. I mean, practically nothing. So you go first and then, <laughs> but don't take the thing that you know that I've watched because okay. you've watched it too. And that's literally all I got. So, okay. I watched a bunch as usual. My new obsession, I started it, is Love Life on HBO Max. The first season, it was Anna Kendrick, and it was about this girl named Darby and how, like, from your first love until you find your person thing. And each episode was, like, a different guy that she dated and how thought she was, he was the one kind of thing. And it was funny and it's sweet. And I was kind of obsessed with it because I wanted to know who she ended up with. And it was totally not who I thought. And then, like, I binged it in a couple nights because I was obsessed with it. And they're only, like, half-hour episodes, I think. And then season two just started, and it's got William Jackson Harper, who is Cheaty from The Good Place. I don't like season two as much because the very first episode started off with him having an emotional affair, even though he's married. And yeah. it was just weird. I don't, I don't know. I don't feel for him like I did for her, so whatevs. I'd watch the documentary on Discovery, the Introducing Selma Blair. And it's all about her and her struggle with MS. And she had um, stem cell transplant. She had a transplant. And how that's made her life so much better with the MS. And getting to know her and how, like, her struggles was really interesting. One that I really, really enjoyed, this is my favorite of the week, is Army of Thieves on Netflix. It's the prequel to Army of the Dead that came out, I don't know, a few months ago about zombies and it had Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy, whatever his, David Bautista, um, and it and it was super fun, super gory, super zombie, but it had a character in there who was a safecracker named Dieter and this is his origin story and where he came from. So this one, the Army of Thieves is a heist movie. It's all about breaking into banks. Super fun, not gross. But they take advantage of the fact that it's the beginning of a zombie apocalypse and they're going to go break into all these banks while everybody's, you know, thinking about zombies. So (laughs) super fun. My kids and I enjoyed it very, very much. That's it. Okay. Well, uh, I don't remember, I think, that I watched this after the last time we recorded, but we watched that Night Books. Oh, yeah. I can't remember if I... And uh, the kids liked it. Good. I I thought it was pretty cute. Yeah. So that was a good recommendation. We actually didn't ever get around to watching Arachnophobia, but that's not exactly a Halloween movie, so we could watch that whenever. Yeah. And then the only other thing I watched, which I know you watched too, because we both like were meh about it, it's called Hypnotic on Netflix, and it stars our very own Kate Siegel from Hello Midnight Mass, which is why we're all here today. Anyway, I saw it on some post. It was like the new horror movie or the new thriller on Netflix that has knocked Squid Game off of number one. And I was like, well, I have to see what what this is about. And it was, eh. it was it's, stupid. It was so <laughs> dumb. I, it was not at all. I mean, I I thought like it was gonna be like scary, like horror, and yeah. None of that. So it wasn't scary at all. It's about this girl, woman named Jen, who is having a really rough time. She just got out of a relationship where she was engaged and she's drinking a lot and she is unemployed at the moment. 
And her friend suggests that she see this psychologist that she's been seeing that she thinks that he could help her out. And they end up being introduced at a party at the friend's house. And she goes and starts seeing him. And he wants to do these hypnotherapy sessions on her to, like, get to the core of what her problems are and stuff. And she's like, okay. And I I don't know. I mean, spoiler alert, skip 30 seconds ahead if you don't want to know. He's like implanting commands into her head as he's doing this because he wants her to himself because she looks like his wife that died or whatever. And he's done this to several other patients. And I, I don't, it was it's it was so, dumb. It's so stupid. Is like he could so he could call their phones and like and then give them a, a command over the phone and that would instantly hypnotize them. Yes. Well, they came which up not as a thing. It came up as like unavailable. I know. Nobody un- answers that. I know. Nobody I, know. Does. I was just getting ready to say that. Why do people keep answering this unknown caller? I don't even answer people I do know. And especially when they knew that was a thing. Like, they knew yeah. that that was happening. They're like, oh, people have been, co- he's been calling from an unavailable mm-hmm. number. And mm-hmm. then her friend is like, like oh. unavailable number. Oh, I should answer this. <laughs> this might be friend. somebody I want to talk to. It's so dumb. So dumb. It was dumb. Don't watch it. Don't waste your time. It's stupid. Unless, unless <laughs> we want to watch it and tear it apart because it's really freaking yes, stupid. Yes, because it would be great for that because there were plot holes for days. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We are here, by the way, you're listening to That So Original Podcast, and I am Kelly, and I am here with Tiffany. Tiffany, how you doing, Tiffany? I'm, I'm okay. All right. I'm good. <laughs> okay and we are here today to talk about midnight mass book five gospel and this i know i said this after the last episode but after this episode i also messaged tiffany and i was like oh my god that was crazy so it's another crazy one you guys it's another off the rails episode it's another ending on like a holy shit moment is what it is it ends on a holy shit so yep all right i'll start us off here. So we are at the Flynn's house. Annie is standing in the doorway of Riley's empty room. So he obviously didn't come home last night, but Annie seems a little bit worried about that. At breakfast, Ed is saying how this makes two nights in a row and they need to talk to him because he doesn't like not knowing what Riley's doing. And Warren says the hot tea is that he's been spending a lot of time with Miss Green. And Annie's like, all right, get some Riley. Good for him. But at Aaron's house, Riley's not there. And she's also worried because we all know as an audience that he didn't make it there last night because he got attacked by an angel thing at the rec center. But anyway, she calls his phone and we see it ringing on the floor of the rec center in a puddle of blood. That's not good. Doc Sarah is in her little lab slash examination room and she is researching telomeres and aging and i I had to look that up i missed that entirely well i was like i want to know what she's looking at so a telomere is the end of a chromosome and telomeres get shorter each time a cell copies itself but the important dna stays intact it's just these telomeres that get shorter so eventually the telomeres get too short to do their job and then that causes our cells to age and stop functioning properly i mean she knows what's up hello millie 
case in point. But she's trying to figure out, like, what's a logical explanation for this seemingly reverse aging that's going on? Millie, speaking of Millie, pops in. She's like, more than you. And she has dressed herself all up in her fancy younger old lady clothing. She's looking great, though. Still the worst makeup ever. She looks about as much like an old lady as I look like Cindy Crawford. It's it's awful. I have Sarah being the worst doctor ever and never seeing Benjamin Mutton because it's super long and kind of boring. Just gives her a confused <laughs> look. <laughs> uh, so over at the convenience store slash sheriff's office slash jail, Bull's mom is there to report him missing. And Remember, everyone, that Bowl was eaten by the angel thingy in, like, episode two. I think he was the very first one to be eaten. Yeah. Yeah. So she's also there to explain what a shitty life he's had and why he deals drugs to support the family. And she is straight up antagonizing the sheriff. Like, lady, did you come here for help or just a bitch about your lot in life? Okay, like, do you want his help or not? Sheriff says... Okay, but didn't you say that it wasn't unusual for Bull to disappear like this? She's like, Bill! His name is Bill! And she says his friends started calling him Bull when he started to sell weed. And I was like, hey, at least they didn't call him Bong. That's, which, what, that's what I have to <laughs> I mean, Bull's not bad. Come on. She's like, so are you going to take my report or are you just going to keep calling yourself a Christian but not giving a shit about my son? He's like, I'm not a Christian. She says, that's beside the point. These island people know things. He says he talked to Joe and she's screaming. He was probably drunk. Talked to him again. And she has the weirdest accent. She sounds like she's from Savannah, Georgia. And she just got plopped down on this coast of New England island. It makes no sense. She's like, was he drunk? You need to talk to him again. I was like, what is going on here? She's a day player. She's a day player that doesn't know what's up. (laughs) So Sturge is at the church and he's changing the sign and it says that they would be having midnight masses going forward. And I was like, I see what you did there. There's the name of the show. <laughs> but all the A's are gone because kids are out smelling asshole or whatever. So they're using fours yep. for all their A's. And Lisa is appalled that there's no more morning masses at all because um, how is she going to spend her days? Because that's where she lives at, apparently. Like, she goes to mass like every day. Why isn't she at school? It's so weird. This place it's is weird. so weird. But they also, yeah, the kids go fishing in the morning. So maybe like true. their school starts later. True, true, true. Yeah, because Aaron was saying that the kids smelled like a boat. So. Yeah. Weird freaking island town. The mayor is telling, all the people are like kind of looking at the sign. And mayor is saying that, you know, father is still fighting this cold and he'll be up and feeling better by tonight and tomorrow night. And I was like, mm-hmm. This is a weird cold that only affects him during the morning. It's so weird. <laughs> and the mayor says, you know, Dolly spoke to him too. Is that right, Dolly? And Dolly is not paying any attention because she's staring at Sarah and Millie who are just trotting down the lane like it's no big thing that she looks younger than Sarah now. Dolly starts crying and says, oh, what a time to be alive. And meanwhile, the mayor is looking at his hands, which are no longer wrinkled. And without his glasses, he can see them better. Erin comes a knocking at the Flynn's because she's looking for Riley. And Annie doesn't even, like, invite her in. She, like, shoves herself out the door. Like, I don't, like, there's, like, she lives in a hoarder house and she doesn't want her to see inside. <laughs> uh, she's like, oh, Erin, we're so sorry. We weren't heard what happened. Or she says, Riley told us what happened. Erin's like, cool, cool. Is he here? And Annie's like, no, we thought he was with you. So that's weird. We quick do, the sheriff is going to Joe's trailer, and he knocks on the door, and there's, 
unless I'm wrong, there's movement. You hear movement inside. So I don't know who's in Joe's trailer. Maybe I, I made that part either. up. I think you made that part Probably. up. Probably. It's I can't hear for shit, guys. <laughs> I can't. Dad and Warren are working on the boat when um we see Aaron coming down the dock looking for Riley. And Warren meets her and they have a little conversation and whatever. Warren comes back to the boat and he tells his dad that Riley's on my A. He's not with Aaron and he didn't come home. And dad is instantly pissed. He's like, God damn it, Riley. You're going to piss it all away after everything we did. We spent all this money on you and I was nice to you for a minute. Gosh darn it. And he proceeds to throw a tantrum and like throws dirty fish water all over Warren, which was really rude. And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry, Warren. This, you know, I'm just so irritated. And I was like, wow, these people. So back at the convenience store jail, Sheriff is making calls about Joe's whereabouts on the mainland when Aaron just comes rotten in. She's like, okay, Sheriff, it's it's probably nothing, and it's not an official report, but I need to report a missing person, but it's probably nothing. And he's like, okay, well, who are you reporting missing? And she's like, Riley Flynn. He was supposed to come to my house last night, and his family hasn't seen him. He wasn't on the ferry, and his phone just rings, and he said he would come to my house. And I was like, who is she checking with on the ferry? Because we know Sturge is unreliable. So is Sturge saying, yep, he wasn't on the ferry. Well, he didn't, well, I haven't seen him all day. Like, it probably was. So that's weird. Yeah. The sheriff's like, sure, he was going to come to your house. Sure. I said, she's like, listen, Linda, listen. I know. He he would come to my house. (laughs) I know him better than you. And so she breaks into this whole thing. She's like, yesterday morning, we woke up. He went to AA with Joe Collie, then came home for dinner with his parents. And then they told, he's told them he was coming to meet me. And then nothing. He never showed up. And that's really rude. And I'm not a fan. And um, he's like, well, what happened? In the morning, what did, you know, did he say anything? She's like, we talked about our plans for the day and about a dream he had. And then Sheriff's like, well, you know, okay, not trying to pry. I just need to know what was his state of mind. I need to know if he's like on a bender in the mainland. And what did you guys talk about? And Aaron's like, oh, nothing. Death and what happens when you die. And he's like, okay, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like. Did you bring up the topic of death or did he bring this up? She tells him that she miscarried. So it was on their minds. And she's like, I think he brought it up because I don't want to be to blame for it. But I really leaned into it. And he's like, okay, well, was he like intrigued by death? Was he afraid of it? She's like, listen, he seemed fine. But that's what people say. People who kill themselves, they seemed fine. And oh, Aaron, she's the only one who gives a shit about Riley. I know, Riley. Okay, so it's time for night church. Night, night, night church. Working on my night church. <laughs> and it's a really exciting church because it's Good Friday and the church is packed. Ed is checking his watch. Like, where the fuck is Riley? And Annie's like, oh, I'm sure he'll come. Backstage, Father Paul <laughs> and the altar boys. <laughs> Are getting ready, and Father Paul is super excited for the show. He is hyped because he's got his newly filled flask of blood that he pours into the wine. And he says, special night, boys. Eyes up, ears open. And he is pouring a shitload of this blood into this thing. I'm telling you, that is going to taste disgusting unless angel blood tastes like wine. And I just don't think so. I was I was like, Father suddenly has turned in the coach from Friday Night Lights. Like, <laughs> yes. full hearts can't lose. It's going to be a great game, you guys. Okay. I'm going to go out there and kick some ass. <laughs> Outside Bev sees Millie and Sarah walking up and she is shocked. 
she gives Millie a hug and Millie is like, okay, you're touching me. Uh, why? Why are you touching me? She's like awkward back pats. Nobody likes you, Beth. Beth says to Millie, I'm so excited you'll be with us for what's next. And they're like, okay. Um, Sarah walks her mom inside and now we cut to Dolly reading the gospel, which is about them wrapping Jesus in the burial cloth after his crucifixion. So the congregation sits down, and now it's time for Father Paul to deliver his homily. And he's talking about Christ's passion, which is Christ dying for our sins, which we hear about in the Gospel of St. John. And gospel means good news, good news on Good Friday. And yet it's a story about suffering. What's so good about that? Well, his suffering is the price of eternal life, and he had to endure that suffering alone. Sure, he had a few allies, and then he had a few more, then he had a congregation, and then more and more people would go and tell his story, and eventually, God has an army. So, what's that commercial say? Be all that you can be, and I remember that commercial so well. Mm -hmm. Be all that you can be in the army. Yeah, he says, that's great, you know, being in the army. It's very honorable to be fighting for God and country, but God does not want you to fight for this country. God doesn't have a country. There is one God for the whole world. You fight for God's kingdom and God's army. And yes, there's war, in case you're not paying attention, and that's what an army is for. Well, how do we know how this war is going? Like, we can't call the command. We look right inside of ourselves and at our conscience. So, okay, anyway, it's a war, right? There's going to be casualties, so we must be soldiers. And there's showing shots of the congregation. There's, like, a lot of smiles and head nods. Like, people are, like, totally into this war of, for God, and, except for Sarah and Millie, who are just looking around like, what the fuck is he talking about? And why is everyone so jazzed about this? And he says, that's what Good Friday is about. God will ask horrible things of you. Horrible. Just look what he asked his own son to do. That's why we have the New Testament, because the Old Testament... Honestly, it's pretty fucking harsh. And God was even like, whoa, I took it too far. So anyway, Good Friday is only good because of where it's heading, the resurrection. Welcome to God's army. We're going to do great things. And then he goes and sits back down. And he, my he totally mic dropped, dropped it. Yes. Oh, oh my God. So I was going to say, this is exactly what my priest does. He gives his whole homily. And then at the end, he says some like catchy catchphrase. And then he's like, boom, and goes and sits down. I kind of like it. So after Mass, Millie is practically running out of the church. And Sarah's like, Mom, what the heck? And Millie turns around and says, I don't want you to ever go back there again. That is not my church. That is not the man I knew. Which obviously confuses the hell out of Sarah because she's like, what is she talking about? He's he's doing this whole thing about war. And he does the whole Rifleman's Creed. This is my rifle. There are many like it, but this one is mine. And I was like, dude, stayed up late watching Full Metal Jacket. Like, this is <laughs> what he's doing. And he's like, I'll just put that into my homily. Yeah, it's so it random. Slow. So Erin is asleep on her couch. Because obviously we've had midnight mass. So this is late at night sometime i'm thinking well she didn't go right no she didn't go to mass but so like but i'm assuming it's it's after that oh okay yeah, we, yeah, it's well you. after that so anyways erin is asleep on her couch when there's a knock at the door and um you know knocks in the middle of the night are always good news they're always mm -hmm. so she always. she hops up and opens the door and whew, there's freaking riley we thought you were dead dude what the hell and she's very upset where the hell have you been i've been calling you all day and he's like sorry <laughs> And she says, no, where were you? And Riley is like, just 
unperturbed. He's like, do you remember a few days before you left town, you crawled in my window, scared me, and said we need to take a boat out. So we rode out far, smoked a pack of cigarettes, and watched the sun come up. He's like, can we just go do that right now? And she's like, okay. This, what, like, or if we go out there, you can fucking tell me where you've been? So they go out and get in the boat, and they're rowing on out. And then my first thought is, he's going to eat her. He's so going mm-hmm. to eat her. And the sky is filled with stars, and they kind of just sit in silence for a minute. And Aaron, the way Aaron talks bugs the crap out of me. <laughs> the things she says are really stupid. I just do not enjoy them. And she's like, I'm pretty good about trust, which is funny considering my marriage. I am impressed because you never did. Not once, not ever. You let me come to you. I'm trying to give that back because here we are and I've got, but I've got to ask, what's this about, Riley? You know, why are we out here in the middle of the sea? And Riley's just off in his own thing. He's like, listen, <laughs> he points at the stars and says, that's where it all came from, man. Primitive man sat around campfires trying to stay safe and warm. And they could see other campfires across the valley, little spots in the landscape, but know that other people are out there. They look up in the sky and they thought they were more campfires. Isn't that trippy? That's so cool. And he's like, how do they light campfires up there? So they start making up these stories about powerful people who light campfires in the sky. Every god, every religion, every holy war started right up there in the stars. And she's like, okay, what did you smoke before we came out here? Because this is getting crazy. He's like, I'm going to tell you a story, but you won't believe it. Just promise me you'll listen, Linda, because this is where we're going. So Riley starts telling her the story, pretty much of what happened the night before. Um, We get the flashback to her calling Riley's phone while it's in the church, and he's laying in this puddle of blood. All of a sudden, you kind of see Riley's eyes open, and Father Paul grabs his head and snaps his neck back into place, because his his neck was very broken from the demon angel. Father's just like, you're okay. Don't try to talk. Just relax and focus on breathing, and snaps his neck again. And father's just like, this is story time. I had a sister named Alice. (laughs) She was older than me. She died from polio when I was eight. I was terrified of death, but that's what brought me to God. I didn't understand her death, how her death could be part of God's plan. That question brought me to the priesthood. Snap! And I'm like, oh! (laughs) And he's like, God still has a plan and death isn't part of it anymore. We don't have to be afraid ever again. Riley passes out. He wakes up again and kind of grabs for his neck. His neck is no longer broken, but it's all ripped to shreds. It's gross. And Father is sitting a few feet away in the AA chairs, and Riley scoots back from him, like, terrified. Like, oh! The blood has dried on the floor, but nobody's cleaned it, which is so stupid. I don't understand. And Father's like, hey, you look better. How's it going? And Riley grabs his neck again, and Father tells him, hey, you need to sit down. Sit down. And all of a sudden, Riley's taken over by the Taco Bell grumbles. And he's like, oh! And Riley decides to go running for a toilet, because that's your first instinct when that when that bottom drops on your belly. You gotta run. He runs out the front door and immediately bursts into flames. And Father's like, no, no, no! Quick, pulls him back in, shuts the door. He's like, I can explain. Best you don't go outside right now. I was hoping to warn you, but it's not, that's not a mistake you make twice, buddy. Don't worry, it took your neck less than six hours to heal. Those burns are going to be nothing, buddy. You're living the life, man. Welcome to the fun times. Sit down, and I'll explain, and it'll give your skin a chance to heal. You need to sit down. You've had a long night, a long journey. And Riley's like, 
we're, we're, we're having an AA meeting because I'm um, not feeling, feeling it right now. And he's like, Father's I'm like, feeling serene, serene right yeah. now. Father's like, let's start with the serenity prayer. Riley is like, I want to, I, I want to go home. I'm scared. And he's like, Riley, today you're going to get total honesty for me. So Riley sits down because what else are you going to do when your neck's been torn apart and you're burned when you walk outside? Right. And Father says, well, let's talk about the things we can't change. When I was younger, this little altar boy brought me a shoebox and inside was a mouse that had been caught in a trap. The mouse's neck was broken. His tail was ripped up. It was a mess. And this boy asked me if God could resurrect this mouse. So we prayed over the box and I tell him to come back in three days. And when he comes back, the mouse is running around the box. And he said, that faith lasted, like, what, a decade, right? And Riley says, that wasn't an act of God. And Father says, wasn't it? I put the mouse out of its misery, and it took me almost three days to find another father that looked just like it. But it gave this boy faith. And Riley's like, how do you know that story? Who are you? And I was like, Riley, are you still on this? You don't know who he is? Like, right? Come on. Everybody else has got it figured out. And Father says, You know who I am. Just really look. Like, look at me. Do you just need to see the marks of my hands? He said to Thomas, See my hands, reach out your hands, put them into my side. And he's like quoting the Bible from Jesus and the after being the crucifixion. And he's like, We're past that. Riley says, like, how? How are you young? How is this happening? And Father's like, well, same as you, basically. I had my throat ripped out by a demon. You had your throat ripped out by a demon. What happens, what the cool thing is, is you've been taken back to your best self, how God wanted you. I just had a little further to go than you did. And I kept thinking about Bowl and the cats. Like, are they for sure dead? Or is Bowl out there walking around as his best self and those cats are like kittens playing it up somewhere i don't know but i did think that was interesting because that answers my question of i was like are they just gonna keep getting younger till they're like infants again you know but like that it took them to their peak selves so well aaron aaron when she talked about her view of heaven as she was talking right. about the baby would go to its peak self it's but it's right per peak age so i think that's i think yeah. it's very intentional Yes, yes. So it's not just being made younger. It's taking them back to their peak self so they can be the best soldiers that they can be in God's oh, army. You know so what I mean? nuts. Yeah. So at this point, Father Paul is like, by the way, Riley, why did you come back here last night? I've been thinking about that all day. Did you feel a calling? And Riley chuckles. He says, Joe Colley's sister. And Father's like, oh, yeah, I did lie to you about that. Oopsie. So here's the deal, Riley. Joe was suffering, and I did him a favor by killing him and eating his brains. Hello. Riley's like, oh, no, you're a murderer. You killed him, you and that thing. And Father's like, hey, it's over and done with. Time to move on. I was over it in 30 seconds, so I don't know why you're dwelling on this for so long. Riley starts screaming. What happened to me? What is that thing? Father's like, it's an angel. Duh. At that moment, Bev walks in. And she is so annoying. She's like, oh, good. You're up. Just checking in. And Father's like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. Or, hey, come here for a second, Stan. And Bev's like, just stands there in place over by the door. She's like, um, do you think that's a good idea? And Father says, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fine. I got him. 
And so she walks closer and father shoves Riley down into the chair and is like holding him by his shoulders. And as she gets closer, Riley starts to hear her heartbeat. And father tells her to come even closer. And Riley's face completely changes and he's looking at her neck and he can see the pulsing of her blood and he lunges for her and father grabs him and the taco bell tummy rumbles kick in and bev's like okay that was fun i'm gonna go and she says she's gonna go get ready for the next part so riley is writhing on the floor as father paul assures him that these stomach cramps too will pass they hadn't noticed it before but now when it's like they're vampire-ish. Their eyes glow. Like, that mm-hmm. wasn't a thing until this episode that I've... Kn- so, okay, so now it's his eyes glow. So, whatever. Yeah, and fathers were glowing when he was... Yeah. ...putting Riley's neck back in place. Yeah. So, father asked Riley, what did you feel when she was close to you? He's like, I know the answer. You felt painfully hungry. When she got closer... Everything went red, and it's almost like you went to sleep. You were in control of yourself. It's like your body acts under someone else's will. He's like, I was there. I get it. I've been restored. I was made young and pure again. I died on the floor just across the way there, which I have questions about. So do these vampire people not, can they not die? Like, he was poisoned. Can he just not die? Yeah, wasn't he already killed and resurrected in the tomb's church thingy? Yeah. But then he's saying he died and was resurrected over there maybe but why didn't the sun burn him initially why did the sun only burn him after he was brought back from dying in the rectory but not when he was brought back from dying right in because after because after he was brought back in the rectory it's not like the the angel was there pumping him full of angel blood right so it doesn't this plot holes kids plot holes Maybe you have to drink the angel blood or else you... I don't understand because now he's got more angel blood, so he's obviously been drinking it. I don't get it. Okay, Okay. I'm lost. We're just going to have to let that one slide and just say we have no answer. So, Father is saying these Taco Bell grumbles are God moving through him. I think it's a fiesta making a way to his colon, (laughs) but what else? And he's like, Joe was taken and I was nourished. I had no guilt. And he's like... I know I should feel guilty, but I don't because Joe had a shitty life and I, you know, I had to eat. So here's the thing. I prayed on it. And then Bev showed me this scripture from Hebrews about cleansing our consciousness so that we may serve God. The Holy Spirit took my guilt and cleaned my conscience. And I was like, because Bev cherry picks bits of the Bible that suit her needs because yeah. Bev is a monster. Yeah. So Riley's pissed off because he's like, you're a murderer father's like i mean maybe but so was moses and joseph and paul he's like i'm hardly unique in this room you know you've killed someone i was like you motherfucker wow i was like wow he's like but here's the thing though you were drunk and you don't remember and riley's like yeah i was at a party i drank too much and i don't remember it's ordinary what happened there weren't even skid marks on my side of the road there was some in my pants not at the side of the road (laughs) He's like, I was asleep at the wheel. That is what happened. So don't talk to me about God moving through you. Our stories are not the same. And I was like, they are not. And he's like, that guilt you feel every day. I get it. I killed Joe. I watched myself do it with my own hands. And I have no guilt because I'm awesome. So how does that make you feel? And Riley's like, I'm disgusted. And Father's like, "Mm, no. How does it make you feel? He's like, angry. And he's like, "Mm, you got one more? He's like, 
fucking angry and he's like I promised you complete honesty and I'm tired of you lying to me Riley Flynn I've forgotten it time and again but today is critical so how did it make you feel and Riley starts to cry and says jealous and I was like oh father recites the serenity prayer again because father's a monster so he tells Riley that he was brought back for a reason that accident that put you back here on this island at this important time God chose you he put you here for a reason so let the guilt go it's time for courage he's like P.S. also I am sorry that you were frightened last night I hate that word (laughs) frightened it's so so dramatic lots of people in the bible who saw angels were afraid that's why angels always have to say be not afraid because they're blood-sucking monsters right miracles are scary riley just wants to know if father drank his blood when he was bleeding to death on the floor and father says yes and before riley can be pissed about that Bev and Sturge walk in. I was like, ooh, a snack. (laughs) Bev is throwing some serious shade at Riley being chosen. Like, she's not pleased about him being God's chosen one. She says, I guess it's God's will. And Riley thinks that's hilarious. And Bev is not amused. She says, okay, anyway, we are here to bleed Sturge. And Bev makes him recite the whole communion body and blood thing from the Gospel of John. Like, makes Sturge do it, this, which is so Just, shitty. Yeah. Like, why did they why did they choose Sturge for this? Riley's like, oh, that's, that's very cute. But is this in the Gospel? And he holds up his burnt arm. And Bev's like, no, actually, that's from Revelation. And it says the fourth angel poured his bowl upon the sun, and it was allowed to scorch men with fire. To be honest, when I go outside in summer, this is kind of how I feel if I'm not wearing <laughs> sunscreen. So she does have a point. Bev says, look, the Bible in case you haven't noticed, has been telling us about Jesus coming back and how it wasn't going to be pretty. It's it's spelled out right there. And I know you didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you anyway, that the Bible says that the next thing that's going to happen is total darkness upon the world. And hey, isn't that perfect for your vampire ass? I mean, am I right? <laughs> so how about you cut out the smirking? And quite frankly, I'm just offended by this. I'm offended, Father. And Father's like, yeah, I know but I don't care. And then Sturge slices his wrist, which is bandaged, so it's obviously not the first time that he's done this. And who else do you think he fed? Like, father? Yeah, or... just father. Okay. And he lets his blood pour into a goblet cup that Bev is holding. And she brings it over to Riley, and he tries to refuse for a half second, and then he grabs a cup and gulps it all down. I have questions about Bev. Why is she not, like, at father's heels like turn me turn me turn me i want to be blessed by the angel i think he told her she's not she's not one of the chosen ones and that's why she's so pissed that riley is because she doesn't think riley deserves it because he's not pious or whatever do you and think she's like think she's like a vampire's familiar she does all the dirty work yeah, and do, yeah, does yeah, all the yeah. daytime shit that's yep, that was the only yep. other thought i had is like she they're using you to be you know, and it, with the whole like, True. with the whole like, I'll turn you later. Don't you worry, your time is coming. Yeah, when total darkness comes in, you know, day and night, then we can do it. But right now, I need you because I need you to be able to go out and about and do things in the community. That's smart, Tiffany. That's what I'm thinking. Is that he's like, mm-hmm. I need, I can't go outside, so I need your strawberry blonde ass to go do the work for me. <laughs> we get burned by the sun too. Goddamn it. <laughs> 
And he's like, um, listen, you have no soul, so we know <laughs> where he can go. About you right now. Yeah. yeah. So it's later because now it's dark out. We can see out through the window. And um, Father's looking out the window and saying, wisdom to know the difference between the things we change and the things we can't. And Riley is rubbing his neck with a towel and his neck is now completely healed. There's no more cuts. There's no more blood on it. There's blood on his shirt, but, you know, that's dried. And he's like, you and I, Riley, we are the first. We've been blessed. Others on the island have been blessed, but they don't even know it. You know, I've been sneaking blood into their shit for weeks. This is so cool. And he's like, what we're doing is good. The hunger, that thirst is good. This is why we don't feel guilt and we feel better afterwards. That's why we share this gift. The little blood of the angel has helped your parents. It's helped Lisa. I was like, look, your mom is Spider-Man. Your dad is Captain America. You're welcome. Yeah. And he's like, look at all the good it has wrought. Think of the warm feelings you have right now. He's like, do you feel at peace? Are you full? And is your purpose clear? Do you feel at peace? And Riley just nods like, whatever gets me out of here, fucker. I don't care. Mm -hmm. And Father's like, praise be. Bless you, my boy. You will always be blessed. You're so smart and you always listen. Thank you for listening to me today. And he's like, did I have a choice? (laughs) I love how whenever I type Bev, it comes up as Beeve in my notes. So just so you know. (laughs) So Bev comes in and says the sun is down and people are going to be arriving soon for mass. Father turns to Riley and says, that's it. That's the meeting. Go in peace. And like Riley's like, what? Well, wait, what? What happens now? And Father's like, you can go. He's like, just like that. And he's like, the wonders you'll experience, man. You can see colors and lights. The world burns brighter. You'll see. Bev says, you know, I thought we agreed he should stay inside the rec center. And he's like, it's okay. Riley's cool. We're like best friends. Like, (laughs) we're going to be awesome together. He's like, not everyone's ready for the Lord's revelation. And he's like, but Bev and Sturge, Wade and Dolly. And Riley's like, the mayor? And I just instantly heard it in Linda from Bob's Burgers voice. (laughs) The mayor! (laughs) And Father's like, you know, they all think you should be made to stay here. But, you know, with free will, I have faith in you. So he hands Riley his phone and says, I'll see you and your family at Mass. And he's like, your redemption is profound. I think it's going to give hope to others who are struggling. Like, you can be a ba- vampire. We can all be vampires. Look what it's done for Riley. And Bev's like, I'm still thinking he should stay here for another night or two. You know, as our prisoner. No biggie. Father's like, listen, Riley, he's just so, he's so pleased with this creation. He's loved what he's mm-hmm. done with Riley. He's like, you are the bearer of good news. The hunger will return when God wills it. You will hear in your head the voice of his angel, like your own thoughts at first, but then louder and louder. And the more I give myself over to God, the more you will hear the angel. And I was like, no, that's just you becoming a monster. That's mm-hmm. what that is. And he's like, you'll be moved to act and there will be things you cannot change. He just throws the door open and says, whoever you choose to serve communion with, whoever serves God's purpose for you, as you give yourself for them to drink and they eat of your body and you theirs, you're in the communion of saints. It's a gift of God. Riley turns and like just goes and stomps out and Beth's like, father, (laughs) I worry about that one. He's not really reliable to begin with. And Father's like, God chooses his vessel, and he's deemed you unworthy, Bev. Sorry. And Bev says, well, uh, what if he tells? And Father's like, um, so what? That's what apostles are for. 
The doors stay open as the gates are always open. How else is the gospel spread? So Father is hoping that Riley tells everybody, mm-hmm. I'm a demon. Hey, guys, I'm a demon. Father made me into a demon. And then everybody's like, cool, I want to be a demon, too, because you're super cool. You're super Riley's cool, Riley. Cool. You're my hero, Riley. When he walked out of that rec center towards the church, didn't that not look like the worst green screen you had ever seen in your life? I don't know if I noticed I need you it. to go back and I look will. at that. It was Awful. Maybe I'm wrong, but I was like, wow, that is so bad. So Riley is walking through town and his eyes are glowing just like father's were before. And he looks around and everything looks weird and things sound different. And he's at the beach with his glowing eyes watching the waves and they're all swirling and looking crazy over at the church. We see father's given that homily about the army of God. And Now Riley's back outside of the church and he's watching Millie run out and tell Sarah the whole thing about that's not my church or the man I knew. And he's still walking through town when the when the tummy rumbles come back and somehow he's snuck into his parents room and he's watching them sleeping. And that's weird. And then he goes into Warren's room and he's creeping on him, too. And he's like, I don't know, he's deciding who he's going to eat or what's going on here. Finally, he has made his way to Aaron's house. He looks up at the stars outside of her house, and then it cuts to him looking at them in the boat with Aaron. Aaron says, wow, that's quite a story. So let's just say that any of that is true. You told me that story, and she's kind of looking around. She's like, you brought me out here where there's nowhere for me to go. And he's just staring at her, and I totally thought I knew it was going to happen. It's totally wrong. She says, okay, so you brought me out here to what? To tell me you need help? To scare me? I don't think you would do that. Oh, this is the part that I hate the way Aaron talks. Mm -hmm. And even if you did, I'm not scared of you. My dear, dear you. She says, I'll get you the help you need without judgment or fear. Just tell me what you need. Why are we out here? What do you want? And he says, I didn't bring you out here to scare you or isolate you. I brought you out here so I'd have nowhere to go. And as they're talking, you can tell that the sky is getting lighter. The sun is coming up. He says, do you know what I want? I want you to row this boat to the mainland, leave this place, and never come back. But I knew you wouldn't do that. I knew you wouldn't believe any of this unless you saw. I want you to run, but I know you're going to go back there and try to save them. I'm just so sorry you had to see this. Then he says, I love you, Aaron Green. I've loved you my whole life one way or another. And she says, I love you too. And he's crying. And he says, I did my best. And oh my God, him crying. That got me so hard. I keep... I keep forgetting what this actor's name is, but he is just fantastic. And him crying and talking about how he did his best. I was like, just even now, I'm like, oh, Riley. Oh, he, that just, I that feel just like gutted me. he's one of those people that can really cry. Like, it's not, it's not visine. Yes. He's really crying. And yes. I love that. Yes, he's great. So he says, I did my best. And we see the sun rising. And Riley looks over at Aaron. You know how he's been flashed on Terabath this whole time, all mangled Terabath. This is a beautiful, restored Terabath who reaches out her hand to him and he takes it. And we hear Aaron begin to scream and sob as Riley bursts into flames in front of her because the sun has come up. He collapses into a pile of dust as she just sobs. And it's just like his dream. He was never leaving this island, but he finally fulfilled his purpose to Terabath. And I immediately messaged you and I was like, wow, the Flynn's are officially the Avengers. We got Super- <laughs> we've got Spider-Man, we got Captain America, and Riley's the Human Torch because <laughs> that's where we're at. 
Oh. <laughs> she, as, the, as the credits roll, you just hear Aaron just continues to scream. And I just looked over at Tweed and I was like, she's screaming because he just started a fire <laughs> in a wooden rowboat. <laughs> Well, he's like, I want you, like, I want you to row to the mainland. And I was like, that's a really long ways. <laughs> that's a really fucking long way. <laughs> yeah. How far yeah. out did you bo- did you row? I'm like, did you at least go half? I'm like, gosh, she was pregnant you five put minutes a ago. Outboard on that boat if you want her to take it to the mainland. Lord, for real, they could have stole the ferry for God's sakes and gone yeah, out there. She's screaming and throwing water on his ashen body now oh riley rest in peace my friend pieces pieces yep oh boy all right well we got two more episodes of this and i'm watching six tonight with tweet we're either gonna watch that or we're gonna we've been put i've been wanting to watch the harder they fall on netflix that's been our we've been putting it off and we really want to see it and it just came out what friday it's the all black western and it's got Idris Elba and Regina King and the guy from Lovecraft Country. And it's just an amazing cast. And I cannot wait to see it. Cool. Well, I still have yet to finish American Horror Story. The new one? Uh, f- you're not, yeah, you're not miss- yeah, the alien. You're not missing The anything. alien part. Ted Lasso. Yeah, you had to finish that because we have to discuss. I know. Finish season three of, or start and finish season three of You. I am. I'm just so tired. Like, I've been staying up and I will, like, watch stuff after Twee goes to bed. But I've gotten so, like, it'll be 10.30 and I'm like, well, it's about time for me to turn in. (laughs) I cannot stay up and watch anything. I don't know what's wrong with me. Actually, nothing's wrong with me because the doctor says I'm perfectly healthy. So, my B12 is low, whatever that is. I'm sure it's not important. Who needs B12? Who ever heard of that? But anyway. Okay, everybody. Wow. If you are watching this or if you have finished this, if you can think back to your immediate thoughts when Riley burst into flames, did you think that he was bringing Erin out to eat her like Tiffany and I did? Do you think any of the other townsfolk are going to turn into members of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I'm thinking thinking Doc Sarah is going to be like some annoying... She's going to be like Mr. Fantastic. I was like, who's a scientist? <laughs> it's Mr. Fantastic. Yes. She's going to be real stretchy. She's going to be real stretchy real soon. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah, if you've got any insight into the Avengers and Midnight Mass characters, you could let us know in so many different places. Like where, Tiffany? I don't know, but I just thought Lisa's going to be Professor X. There, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Like, from first class. Like, she's going to be in the wheelchair, and she's going to go back to walking, and then back to the wheelchair. Anywho. Yes. (laughs) You can let us know all your Avengers opinions by going to our website at thatsooriginalpodcast.com. You can go to our, and send us a Gmail at thatsooriginalpodcast at gmail.com. You can go and see us on Facebook and Instagram, and check out our amazing memes that Kelly works so Mm -hmm, hard on. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's So Original Podcast on either one of those. You can go to Twitter at That's So Pod. You can like and review us on iTunes. You can follow us on Spotify and Stitcher. You can just love us 
let us know you're out there because we're really bored sometimes talking to each other. Okay, not really. But we'd like to yeah, include no, you. That much. We're going to like to include you in the nonsense. It'd be fun. Yeah, we had like a random new like on the Facebook page. And hey, that'll get us going for at least a few days. For That's real. pretty exciting. And we were in the top 100 of the Swedish iTunes charts for TV reviews. So hey, Sweden, what is up? Yeah, yeah. We love you. Ding dong. Ding, ding dong. dong. It's not Swedish, but that's okay. I like it anyways. That's okay. That's okay. It's Icelandic. It's cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, so yeah, show us some love, please, please. At least like my memes and give me a little encouragement for all the time that I spend working on them for you guys because I love you. For real. Okay. Well, we will be back next time to talk about Midnight Mass episode six. And like we mentioned last time, there are only seven episodes of this show. So we're going to be on to the next thing before you know it. So if you have an opinion on what you think that next thing should be, you could also let us know at any of those aforementioned places. Thank you so much. We'd appreciate it because it's really hard to come up with stuff that will be something that we can kind of have fun with, but is also interesting for us to watch you know it's a interesting enough for us to watch balance. several times so we don't want yes. like two hour long things yeah <laughs> no um but also 25 minute things are hard because then there's often not enough so you see how hard it is so help us out thanks yeah across all the streaming okay. networks let us know if there's something yeah. out there that we are not we're unaware of you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like apple like we got apple thinking Ted Lasso, but found all kinds of other interesting things on Apple. So let us know what we're missing out on. That'd be great. Yeah. All right. Well, we will talk to you very soon. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.